Do I do the intro? What's the intro? I don't know how to fucking speak. <laughs> You've forgotten how to do the intro now. What a fucking great intro. <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I'm keeping that on screen. <laughs> do it. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I have a great guest here. It's you've, Anthony. You've heard me before. How are we all? You've heard the voice before. Uh, reoccurring guest. That's what I'll call you. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. make an appearance. Whenever there is something interesting. And gee, we got something interesting today. So the topic of today that I'd like to discuss, which I'm glad that you're here for because as we've mentioned before, we come from different backgrounds. So I grew up a Muslim woman from the Middle East. <laughs> well, we're called a Catholic though. <laughs> How many times have I heard that in the six, seven years? I believe years that and... getting a Catholic education gave me the Catholic pass. Come on. <sighs> I learned so much though, and it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I, I guess we'll let it slide. All right, all right. And what was your upbringing? What was it like? Um, very Catholic. Catholic primary school, Catholic high school, Catholic parents, Catholic grandparents. Um, very Catholic grandparents. Um, I was saying this just before, just off air, that I had sort of forgotten this, but up until recently, I kind of remembered or got told by mum that my nonna or grandmother was very nearly a nun. Um, so that explains why I've generally come from a very, not very religious background. Not, we're not really like church goers as such. Used to be, but long time ago, we sort of stopped. Life is too busy. Yeah. Mm. Something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, very Catholic Mm. and wasn't really exposed to anything Islam until high school where I I met you basically. That was my first exposure to someone who was not either, that was either not Christian or just just of a different religion entirely. Yeah. And that was the case for a lot of people like that I'm still friends with. I was like the first point of contact. Yeah. With the first exposure. It, it was, but because I was visibly Muslim, I was the person that people wanted to ask questions and I was always happy to answer. In a school that was really not very Muslim. Exactly. I don't think there were like... Everyone knows I'm a teacher. The school I teach at, there are some kids who... Obviously, it's very very multicultural school... A lot of Middle Easterns, generally a lot of Muslims that go along with that. St. Michael's, where we went, at least when we were there, I think, sounds like things have changed now, but my watch talking to me, shut up. (laughs) Um, At least when we were there, it was pretty white. There was like one or two indigenous, one or two Asians. Mm. The only Middle Easterns were like you and and the other like refugee students. Yeah, yeah. So So Ram and I were the only ones that we had the headscarf on. Yeah. And because we looked like twins, everyone thought we were Every- the same person. <laughs> there was just one of us from you, around. You, honestly, if you walked into my class one day, I, I, I would have been naive enough to have been fooled. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the reason why I have Anthony here, who is obviously a man, not Muslim, and why I wanted to talk to you specifically about this topic was because I believe this issue affects everyone, not just Muslim women in France. Hmm. So the topic of the so let's just do a little background so france was always vocal about that they don't um approve the idea of religion Mm. in a governmental kind of sphere so in the terms of they're very secular and they want to uphold that idea that religion does not come with our ideas it doesn't go along with it and fair enough that's your country run it however you want yeah but it gets to a point where where does running a country go against the rights of other people that live in that country 
in this case, the Muslims. How far does your secularism go to the fact that you actually start like denying religion in, in a sense? And it's not just targeted towards Muslims. It's Muslim women in this mm. matter. Uh, being a woman, that you have many issues as is, and then you have a whole government going against you. It just adds to the shit yeah. of being a woman, which is not too bad sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes, man, come on. <laughs> Give us like, a break. Like... Life is hard as is. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> But, okay, I'm going to say this and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. We've had debates in the past about feminism and your views about feminism. Mm. And the fact that I know that you don't agree with everything that feminism stands for. And I'm 100% with you. There are many levels to feminism. Just like with everything, you can be an extreme or just a mellow person when it comes to some ideas. A neutral person even. But... I think feminism is a big part of this issue because... 100, oh, this topic in particular, 100%. You have women involved, women's rights involved in a Western country and you have a government trying to control yeah. what these women want away. So to add to what you were just saying, and this is, I, would, I think this can definitely be in a separate topic, a separate episode entirely. Yeah. I would not identify as a feminist. Yeah. But controversial, I know. <laughs> Definitely, obviously, in big support of women's rights and stuff like that. Yeah. I think the two can be separate. And in my case, I believe they are. Yeah. Um, again, separate episode on that because I'm sure many people have a few things to say about that. Yeah. But this is a topic where, for, in, in this topic in particular and the issues here, yes, I, I agree with the feminist ideas yeah. of why this is an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same like, and I respect your opinion. That's yours. You can do whatever you want mm. with it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you. But as I said, it is kind of a feminist issue, but it's also bigger than that. Yeah. So my problem... <laughs> so there's religious rights involved and just like, you know, basic civil rights. And it, it, it's it's deep. It's multi-layered. It's very multi It's not very black and white. 100%. And we'll explore why. Yeah. So France are trying to say, well, the French government, actually, let's just be particular about this. The French government are trying to say that this is a a matter of a French movement to protect women and their bodies and what trying to what they want mm. to do with them. But the fact that you're trying to force them to take something off, it's not protection. It's a it's it's a it's a rights thing. It's taking away whether it be a civil right, a sort of religious right, um you know, as much it, it, where does protection and then forcing someone to do something where do they conflict as opposed to cross over and marry up nicely? I don't think there's a point where yeah, any government or any like a logical person, let's bring it down to a person level, that you're trying to force someone to take something off or put something on in that matter is your right. Yeah, and especially when it comes to women, like we've heard about the feminist movement of free the nipple or the yeah. whole movement against Instagram not removing pictures of men being topless but they do it with women and the whole thing with Rihanna a few years ago I don't know if you remember when she posted a photo of the magazine Louis and she was topless and Instagram yeah. kept removing that photo she kept reposting it and eventually they deleted her account no I don't I, I'm usually pretty good with like Instagram drama like that no I don't remember that yeah so that how long ago was that like five years was that around the time of her last album Actually, yeah. So, okay. Like a few years ago. Yeah. No, I don't remember that at all. But yeah, that like so people were speaking against Instagram and their sexist rules in that yeah. matter, as in why do men 
do this. But also, you can't. could you, is this? I'll, maybe Rihanna argued this. Other people have, might have argued this at the time. If it was a magazine cover, I doubt it would. You, it's hard to argue that it constituted pornography as such. Exactly. If it was fine to be published in a newsagent, why? It was is a cover it, of a magazine, yeah. Yeah. Why is it that sensitive on Instagram? It changed a lot, but it didn't change everything. Yeah. Like some content still gets removed, and I see it all the time with many creators. I follow a couple of um, girls that are sex workers, and they always post about how their content gets removed and it gets removed and gets. But and like, what a hard job to have already on top of trying to maintain a social media presence where you exactly. have to essentially try, more or less violate the rules just to keep up your job. That that uh, that'd be hard. Exactly. That'd be so, hard. While we're on the topic, what's your views about? what's happening in France. Like, we want to... I just want to, like, honestly, hear yeah. your opinion now and then dive into what's actually happening. So... My point. I, I'm trying to think of the right word here. I guess you could argue I'm a big libertarian and that I think people just have the right to do whatever that whatever the hell they want. Yeah. I think to... In order to, for, for, for France... I know France is trying to claim that, you know, secular government, trying to really keep religion out of things. But it's almost... They're almost chasing their tail a bit in... You want to be secular, fine. You're attempting to protect women. That's the that's the case they're making. Whether yep. we agree with it or not, that's the case they're making. Yep. But forcing women to do something that goes against their religious beliefs or even just their personal beliefs, you know, their civil rights, I... I yeah, not a fan. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of what they're doing. Um, I don't know. I, I it, it See, the thing is, in my mind, it's a simple topic of... It's simple. It's a simple matter of you're claiming you're secular, but you're being very fanatical about religion mm. and obsessive almost. Mm. You're trying to protect women, but then again, you're putting women in a really uncomfortable position where they're choosing. It's essentially like, right? Well, are we going back to you know almost you know historical times where if I follow my religion, am I going to get imprisoned? Am I going to get you know criminally punished in some way? And that's that will be the case. That will be yeah. So the bill that's being passed right now, it will say that if you are under the age of 18 wearing a hijab it's illegal so you will be arrested and fined so hang on that maybe that's the part that i don't get so this is why I'm, I'm, I'm glad i can bounce questions off you so if you're over 18 you can you'll be allowed to but there's also rules with that right if, so if kids go on excursions they have their parents accompanying them if the mother wears a headscarf she's not allowed to go on these excursions what she's not allowed to accompany children yep that's in the bill nah so if my mother wanted to accompany my baby brother to go to school on an excursion in France, she would not be allowed to. Unless she removed her hijab. Imagine being that child without your parent in there with you. Yeah. And having to explain to, you know, kids of other faiths or whatever, why. Yep. Nah. I, I, yeah, that I is just little social exclusion. Yeah. You're putting this child, like... I can't even imagine. And as if school is not a tough time already for kids of any age. And then imagine having to explain, oh, but because we're Muslim, I can't have my parents on here because, you know, mum doesn't want to remove her headscarf. Like, you're making an already tough time for kids socially even tougher when then you have to involve religion in something that should just never be involved to begin with. Like, there's no compromise. Yeah. That's that's literally what it is. Like, if you want to put it on, you lose this, this, this and that. Yeah. And in what world is that okay? It's freaking 2021, man. Like, they're putting this thing out, this bill out, in the middle of a global pandemic. Like, the world had literally turned upside down since last year. 
because we're going through so much yeah. worse in the world. And as if we and really don't have enough this. rights, you know, and again, this this can go this t- separate topic almost. But as if we don't have already have enough arguments about people's rights when it comes to checking in at places, getting vaccinated, all that kind of shit. That's already enough of a saga in and of itself. Yeah. To then add that to it, no, but if you are going to go out in public now as a young Muslim female, and, oh, no, no, you can't wear your hijab. Yeah. If you're under 18, then if you're over 18, you can't wear it at certain times and... To me, it's a simple matter of just let people do what they want. If you don't like it, fine, but... Who, like, who cares? It's not affecting you. That's the whole idea. It's not. Yeah. It's not harmful. It's not inappropriate. Like putting a hijab on. It's not so, the social inappropriate term of being naked. Yeah. It's not something. Oh, that- you know what? I'm glad you. That was what I was about to say. You know, we'll let. You can do the opposite. You can walk around almost, you know, stark bollock naked if yeah. you really wanted to, mm-hmm. but put a headscarf on, and what are you going to do? Get arrested? Exactly. I, I, I don't understand. So, one of the biggest things that I've noticed growing up in a Western society and from just reading things mm. online and just seeing things being discussed about Muslim women in particular, the biggest debate that they have, they being the men mm. in the Western society, is that the Middle East... The, the theory is that the Middle yeah. East enforces women to wear a headscarf and that they are being forced to put it on because that's a social norm, that's the religious yeah. norm. You're in a religious society. Not many countries in the Middle East are secular in that sense. But that is a misconception. The only two One that I held for a long time, until certainly I know you've spoken to me a lot about this in that. And I'm sure that there are cases where women may be forced. 100%. But, I, but from certainly what you've explained to me, predominantly, with exceptions, it is a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the idea of like the whole idea of Islam is that you are born with free will and you do whatever you want mm. there are consequences and there are good or bad but it's all up to you you are born with your free will to do whatever you want so but at the same time we can't deny the fact that there are women that are forced to wear it yeah like I was gonna bring this up later but while we're on the topic um, I was highly convinced to put it on when I was younger mm. it, it wasn't by force it was a like a gradual step to wearing the hijab. Like parents, grandparents, that kind of like thing. Like the perhaps. society, yeah. girls in my class started wearing it. Like the school I was going to, but it wasn't like I didn't think of it as something that is oppressing me when yeah. I was a child. And even when I grew up with it, I I didn't see it as a thing that was stopping me from doing whatever I wanted. I didn't not get an education because I had a headscarf on. I got my driver's license. Like yeah. I was going out. It wasn't anything that stopped me from doing things. Does that make sense? Like, it yeah. didn't stop me from just living my everyday life. But would you say that when you came to Australia, I don't know, I think you have, I feel like you've said things along these lines. And you even sort of mentioned the last episode when you were talking, with, that I was on, when you were talking about how you felt that you couldn't, you know, road rage essentially when you had your hijab on. Yeah. Do you feel that when you came here, it was different in that, you talk, because you were talking before about how you felt, you know, pretty free still to do whatever you wanted with a hijab on. Yeah. When you came here, it was quite different because all of a sudden you were perceived differently if you did X, Y, and Z, road rage, whatever, yep. with a headscarf on. Do you feel do you feel that was definitely the case when you got 100%. here? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because I knew what the worst thought of Muslims. And I was visibly Muslim. Like my dad, maybe he could pass it. Like being from a different ethnicity. Yeah. Or like he couldn't guess what religion he was. 
He could have been he like a, you know like a Lebanese Catholic type thing. Literally, you, could, it could have been he, you couldn't yeah. guess his religion. But for me, my sisters and my mother, we visibly looked Muslim. Yeah. And that was a big thing. Like I knew, like I was telling you before, like if I said something back or I spoke back, I would be the angry Muslim in the room. Yeah. And it was. And that that was instantly the perception people got. Exactly, but anyone else could be just as passionate about any other topic, and they'd just be perceived passionate. Yeah. But if it was me, I'd be angry. But I'm a passionate person. I freaking yeah. like everything because, like, I've I, noticed that being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm a passionate person. No, you know no, what no, I mean? True. And that's not a Muslim thing. Like, there are Muslims that are very. That's a human trait. Exact. I'm an extrovert that I like. I express my opinions and I talk, and that's just my personality. Yeah. That's not my religious personality coming through. That's just literally who I am, and it just got. You can take the religion away, and you still be the same person. Exactly my point. Hmm. Thank you very much. So, the idea, as I said before. The West criticizes the Middle East mainly about forcing women to wear a hijab when that's not the case. You have two countries in that region that actually legally enforce wearing a hijab and it's Iran and Saudi. Yeah. Iran being it's in their title, the Islamic Republic of Iran. Okay. So they're very religious. Women are forced to wear a hijab. You can't deny that. That's mm. literally a fact. I'm not gonna sugarcoat yeah. it. That's the case. And then you have Saudi, which is our religious destination, like the Prophet was there, yeah. Islam originated from there, all that. Can I ask, do you agree with that? 100% no. Okay. 100% no. Just as I'm very much against... I know this might sound me being a bit critical, but I, th- I want to do... No, 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 like... 100%. I can't be a hypocrite sitting here yeah. and say, France is doing this, I don't agree with it, but it's okay if Saudi and Iran yeah. do it. No. In both cases, don't dictate what women do with their bodies. And I think that's a lot of the misconception I know I had when I was younger, and that was me not really being informed back then, is that because I... And I already knew back way back when those two were those two countries were a lot more religious. Yeah. I know, the, I know certainly a lot more now the extent. But of course, I at the time I sat there and thought, well, that must be the Middle East in general. Mm. As it turns out, that's not the case. Those are the two... Essentially, those are the two exceptions to the rule of... The extremes, you can say. The two extremes, extremes yep. to an exception to that rule of the hijab being voluntary, not by compulsion. Yeah, like a lot of women in my own family don't wear it. Yeah. Like the only reason my grandmother wore it, and my mom used to always joke about it, it wasn't because she was religious, it was because she was getting older and older women tend to wear it as yeah. a form of modesty. Like you get older, like yeah. you, just, you just dress that way. Kind of thing. And you could even argue, and I know this might sound like a stretch to some people, but you could even argue people do that. Like, you don't, generally, you won't see in Australia older women dressing like 20-year-olds. Exactly. Older women dress up, they cover up more, you know, where they wear long sleeves more, they don't wear shorts, what, whatever it might be. Hmm. You know, older women in Australia do that just in a different way. Exactly. Not necessarily with a headscarf, but less you know skin revealing clothing exactly and that's that's the norm here that's the way that older women dress here and that was the way in the middle east Hmm. and i don't think there's anything wrong with that because these women are doing these things like out of their own compulsion they're Hmm. doing themselves and as i said i can't be a hypocrite and say i agree with saudi and iran and not agree with france Hmm. i disagree with both to extreme extent because as you cannot tell women what they do and shouldn't do yeah and that's what i agree with you on your disagreements in that i think france should just let people do what they want but i also think iran and saudi arabia should just let people do what they want and the thing with saudi so i've had family friends who have worked there in the past who are not muslim so a family friend he's um what's it called the people that um mine oil 
petroleum. He was oh, petroleum, petroleum engineers. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's the one. So they're from like one. Catholic backgrounds, Druze backgrounds. So they're Lebanese. And when they lived in Saudi for their work, the women had to wear a headscarf because yeah. that was the law in that country. Even if you're on, if you're a petroleum engineer working on mines and stuff. If Ooh. you are a woman, you have Ooh. to wear it. And the guy, he was the engineer and his wife just lived there with him. And they had kids. She still had to wear it. And, Wait, the, and she was not Muslim. Not Muslim at all. No, no. Oh. Exactly. That's Jesus. my point. They're enforcing these on women that even are not Muslim. So it's not right in any sense. But that brings me actually to an interesting story at the, at the men's square store I used to work at. I remember once serving a... She, she was clearly not Muslim or not Middle Eastern. She was a primary school teacher at the Islamic College in Croydon. Yeah. And she was saying that apparently the women who work there have to wear a headscarf. Yeah. What do you, what, what do you think Don't about that? Don't agree with that either. Yeah. It's This is not a Muslim country. It's a school... I wasn't forced to take off my scarf in a Catholic school. Yeah. Why should she wear it in an Islamic school? And also, she's not Muslim. Exactly. So it's almost like it, it's almost culture rather than religion. It's well, the rest of the women do it here, and it, it, even though you're not Muslim, you kind of have to. I, when she told me that, I thought, oh, I don't no, know I don't if agree with that. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because I always looked back at myself and I said, our school didn't force me to take it off. Why is she forced to wear yeah. it at that school? But at the same time, it's a private school. They can dictate whatever they want. They have a lot... Other than, uh, compared to like a public school, they have a lot more... They can sway you that way and be yeah. like, well, it's, it's a job required. It, it's your dress code. Exactly. And a lot of people... Uh, a questionable dress code at that, but a dress code nonetheless. Yeah. Um, my next point was... Okay. Actually, this this is my main point. The it. reason why I started off with saying this is an issue that affects everyone, not just Muslim women in France in particular, mm. is that social issues like this, they tend to echo into other countries and especially Western countries. Like we don't, we are so far away from France and Europe yeah. and we still hear about this. It's in our media. People are discussing it these days because these things will eventually find their ways into all these different countries and they set a precedent. So if it's the president in France, the UK might start this thing, Netherlands and Germany, so on and so yeah. forth. And eventually it would find its way into Australia. And my idea is if we don't stop it from the root, we won't be able to stop it when it spreads. Yeah. So this is my, the, like the point with the hijab with women, but also where do we stop? Where's the line? If we're doing this to women now, what's the next point? What are we going to do to men? To other communities, to other minorities. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that, you know, our, say, this is where, you know, like, for example, are Middle Eastern men going to be told not to dress a certain way because it comes across as too Middle Eastern or Muslim? Yeah. Are, you know, Indian men going to be told not to dress a certain way, you know, culturally or religiously because it's seen as, you know, too Sikh or too whatever it might be? Yeah. Like... Like, where do we draw the line? Yeah. If this is going to be okay, if we're accepting this and we're make, letting this happen, what's the next thing? Hmm. Because I don't think France is going to stop at this. And especially, for, it's interesting that this started in France considering what ha- the religious issues they've gone, they've dealt with throughout the years. Like, when we were in year 12, that was when the whole Charlie Hebdo thing happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I remember we looked at that a lot in society and culture. Um, you know, not that it should have happened at all, but the, it sort of happened almost... It's going to sound really wrong to say it at the right time because we at least were in society and culture 
we got to unpack that mm. um in a, you know in a, in a good environment mm. um and yeah it could be very interesting to see where this does go moving forward so so i'm certainly really keen to see where france actually is where, where their their end game is in that does this actually end up making it into law which it shouldn't mm. but also if it does what's you know god forbid it let's touch what it doesn't what's the next step after that will they keep going is that the only law they want to introduce like again very interesting coming from a country that has had to deal with a lot of you know is like like islam related problems in the last you know five ten years mm. um the charlie hebdo one being the biggest i remember you know that was that was a big deal back then yeah um and I would argue that maybe this is even. Would you would you agree that perhaps this could be almost a response to like the Charlie Hebdo incident, or even the incident was there? Isn't it in the UK recently? There were a teacher was a school was being boycotted or something because a teacher drew the Prophet Muhammad. Did oh, they, I swear that happened recently? Haven't heard about so, that. So again, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But maybe that this is in a, almost in response to what's been going on in Europe in the last five six years. But why is it targeted against women? Oh, like, is, why why, why that... does it even exist at all? Because I don't know. I don't know exactly what this solves. Exactly. I don't. I'm not quite sure what. Again, I know the argument is protection, but I think it's not hard. You don't have to look that far into it to know that. I don't. I, is it actually protection? I don't know. It's a really interesting topic, and certainly one of the things we spoke about before we started, and one of the things I wanted to talk about. Was I saw a photo on Facebook recently? No, I say recently it was like earlier today. Of someone shared the post. It was basically a, a photo of uh, a nun and a photo of a you know a woman wearing a hijab. Mm. And the photo went something along the lines of, "If you're okay with this," and it was the photo of the nun. Yeah. Why are you not okay with this? And it was the photo of the woman wearing the hijab. Mm. And when I thought about it like that, I thought. That is a really, really good call because the argument there is, and then you spoke about this, it was you who you, you saying that someone said, oh, well, um, being a nun is a devotion to God, but being, you know, wearing a hijab is submissive. That's what the um, parliament in France is okay, saying. So that was the parliament. Yeah. I would argue, you could argue it's both devotion and submission in both contexts. 100%. I said before that, you know, my nunna at one point was going to be a nun. Mm. If she had decided to go... I wouldn't be here if that happened. But if she decided to go down that road, was she... she you could argue she was both submitting to God mm. or her religion, but was also very devoted to it. Exactly. You know, as someone, if someone who's not Muslim, I would still argue that you that was it's the same thing wearing a hijab. So long as you're not com- forced to do it, it's not by compulsion. 100%. 100%. If you're wearing it off your own free will, it's both devotion and submission. Look, there's a verse in the Quran that says, La which literally translates to, there's no hatred in religion. But when you explain it, is that there's no compulsion in religion. You look like you can put a hijab on someone, but their heart is not with it. Mm. And that just defeats the purpose. Because all these things are meant to come to you naturally. Your devotion to God, your mm. submission to God, going to church, going to the mosque, that should just come out of your own free yeah. will. 
that you want to do these things. You want to go ahead and do these things. And no one should force you to do it. And that's something that I certainly take issue. As someone who doesn't go to church, I'll admit, that's something I take issue with with some more fanatical Christians will say, is that the, the logic there is, if you don't go to church, you cannot consider yourself a Christian. Like, Or in, in, in any case, whether you're Catholic, whatever it might be. It's that why, and again, no one's necessarily, and I know that mo, I would argue that in 99% of places in the world, no one's forced to go to church, but there's certainly almost that societal pressure of from various Christian groups or de- denominations. If you don't go to church, how, you know, you're not really Christian. Mm. And it's interesting that that sort of same thing is brought up here in that, you know, in Saudi Arabia or uh, what was the other country? Sorry, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Iran that if you don't wear a hijab, well, then. Is that what they're trying to say? If you don't wear a hijab, you're not a Muslim. You're not, you know, you're not welcome. You know, you're not one of us type thing. Pretty much. Yeah. It's against the law there. Okay, so it's even further. Yeah. Jesus. So it's the opposite of what France is doing. Equally as bad though. Yeah. Equally as bad. Because again, it's it's compulsion and it's not giving people basic civil rights. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I was I didn't want to say human rights, but I guess you could argue it's a, it's a breach of human rights and that you're being forced to do something or not to do something religiously that's not maybe what you want to do. Mm. I don't know. I just, I, I just my, ultimately, I know it's not like I'm waffling on, but ultimately my logic is I don't know why this exists. I don't know who it's helping. I don't know, it, you know, as if this is the fabric of society is not already fucked up enough already. Mm. Why are we doing this? You know, again, in a particularly in a country which has had enough, you know, religious issues over the last decade. Yeah, this is pointless. The I wanted to bring up the topic that when we went to school and we go to church every week because it was a part of our school education. Mm. When I walk into church, I didn't feel like an outsider because all the photos of the Virgin Mary, she looked like me. Like she yeah, was dressed, actually, I hadn't thought about it that way before. She dressed the same way as me. Like her head was covered, her body was covered, and I looked like that. Hmm. You could honestly, uh, this is. No, I'm not saying I'm the Virgin Mary. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but and people are gonna say that this is controversial. Me saying this. A nun wearing, you know, the full. Uh, there's a word for it. I could, oh, I should know this. Um, the the full kit basically. There's yeah, a particular yeah. word for it. Yeah. A nun wearing the full kit. And then a, you know, a Muslim woman wearing, say, the whole niqab, like the whole head-to-toe covering. Yeah. Admittedly, the niqab covers, obviously, like, the, you know, the nose, the, like, almost the entire face. Yeah. But it's still a very religious, modest clothing, mm. worn by people who are de- be both devoted and submissive to their religion. Mm. Just let people do what they want. If that's the path they've gone down, yeah, you might not agree with it. You know, I, I, as a, as a Christian guy, I can't imagine the niqab being comfortable to wear, but if that's what you want to wear, Hmm. go for it. And that's my, also my point with saying, where are we going to draw the line? So if this law is trying to disguise itself as Mm. being something to protect women, is the next step banning nuns from wearing that outfit? That was going to be my next point is then... If it, if if it really is protecting women or protecting people from you know, and air quotes extreme religious ideology, are Christians going to get affected at some point? Well, like I said before, are we going to target Sikhs, uh, Buddhists? You know, 
Um, I know there's a like a sect in Judaism as well where women have to wear headscarves as well. I have heard that before. That is true. And so are they next as well? Are Hasidic Jews, you know, the guys yeah. with yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. sideburns, the hat, whatever, are yeah. they going to be... Now, I don't know what the population of Hasidic Jews is in France. Mm. I don't think it's big. I could be wrong. But again, are they going to be targeted next? If exactly. this is supposedly about protecting people from extreme religious ideology. So you can't say this is something that is to protect Muslim women when it's targeting them. That's the that's the real mm. world we should be using. It's not protection. It's literal targeting. If the law had been, and something I want to put to you, and I, to be fair, I don't agree with this idea either, what I'm about to say, but I want to put it to you. If this particular law had been a lot more general and said we're trying to protect you know, males and females of any religion from being forced to wear certain religious clothing, would you disagree or agree with that law anymore? I'll 100% disagree, but I'll see so much more support from mainstream media mm. because it'll be affecting everyone. True. And now you see so many outlets being silenced and not publishing anything about this. It's because, ugh, it's Muslims. They've done enough bad in the world. They need to be prosecuted for it. Yeah, that's true. If it was more people getting affected, France will never fucking do that. Like, we're being hypothetical and saying, could it be the nuns next or the Sikhs next? It's not going to be them next. Because we all fucking know. It, it just won't be. Yeah. And France... Uh, now, I don't, now, Italy, obviously, I know, has been a you know, historically very religious country. I think that's pretty... Fair, fairly common knowledge. Yeah. France uh, is similar. Mm. I mean, they've got cathedrals and stuff. You know, we, we know them. You know... What... Now, I'm, kind of, I'm trying to remember why I brought this up. But, you know, France has been a historically fairly religious country, too. So it's interesting that they've almost gone the other way and it's, you know, they're trying to remove their religious past, mm. but in a way that they're only, they're targeting the religion that they they weren't raised on. Does that make sense? It makes sense. No, I get you. Yeah. I get you. They're it, not targeting the majority. It's literally the minority. And, and funny you mentioned the media. This Okay, this is where I was trying to go with this. It's interesting that because you are right about the whole mainstream media thing. The only reason I even have an idea... I don't know the full story, and I'm learning a lot from you now. But the only reason I even know about this to begin with is because a lot of people are reposting on Instagram. A lot mm. of people I follow, you know, people like, you know, you and my other friends who are Muslims are reposting this yeah. from not so mainstream media outlets. Mm. Because, you know, I don't... I, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't seen it on Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 10. Yep. Because it's not affecting the majority. It's not affecting the people that have rights yeah. and rights that they can't stand up and say, I was born here. This is my country. These are my rights. You can't stop me from doing yeah. this because no country, no Western country is going to go against Catholicism or Christianity. Yeah. They're not going to stop. Like, I know I'm being like, I sound very certain about this because I know I am. They're not going to go. No, no, no. Because- I, I agree with that because I can certainly tell you that I feel like there would be a, you know, I mean, you think of all the Catholic churches in Adelaide. You think of, uh, just not even Catholic churches. You think of all the churches in Australia. In, we'll say Adelaide because that's where we are. You know, whether it's the Catholics in particular, Catholicism having a really high uptake, whether it be Anglicans, Lutherans. If they had anything imposed on them, understandably, they'd be, they'd be loud about it. Now, they have every right to be loud, whether it's Islam or Christianity, Religious groups have a right to be loud about something that's being very 
particular and targeting, which yep. this is. There's no doubt about but it. But they'll have the media support. They'll have yeah. news outlets reporting this and spreading awareness about this, that they will have support from the public. Whereas you don't see... You don't see this. You even look at a lot of the, the the coverage around Easter of, you know, this year we can finally go to church. Because last year we couldn't. Yeah. You know, this year we can finally go to church for Easter. Unless I didn't look at the right, you know, um, news piece on Channel 7 or whatever, I don't remember anyone talking about mosques in that. Exactly. So, admittedly, yes, our mainstream media coverage generally is talking about, you know, Christianity. Yep. Now, having, you know, being a more Christian country than we certainly are Muslim, while it's understandable, I don't know if it doesn't necessarily make it good. Mm. So, I definitely agree with you. This is a really multi-layered topic. Yeah. Really multi-layered. Yep. And I also see the problem of, if this isn't stopped in France, where does it end in the future in France or other countries? Yeah. Because Europe, like, you, you must have, like, noticed in the past, they feed off of each other. Oh, oh, definitely. Like something starts in one country, the, the next country is going to have it, the next country is going to... Because they're so close to each other. But we have to keep in mind, they're also Western countries. It will affect America, it will affect Canada, it will affect us eventually. When I was year 11, I think it was 2014, Yeah. when Germany let all the, the, the you know, the refugees yeah. and asylum seekers mm-hmm. in, lots of other countries followed. Yeah. I, you know, I believe America at one point started doing it to a much smaller extent than Germany did. Germany went fucking nuts with it. Mm. The UK even recently has been, you know, they're, they're very big on letting in, I don't know, quite quite now, but certainly in the past they have been fairly big on letting in, um, you know, refugees and asylum seekers. But then the backlash has been almost consistent between all of these countries as well. Mm. And again, Europe in particular. Mm-hmm. Germany let in a lot of refugees. England almost sort of followed suit, quite a few other countries followed suit, but the backlash was essentially equal in all of these countries. People saying, this is stupid, it's ruining out, you know, the fabric of our society. Um, And I don't doubt that in some countries, yes, it has caused major social issues with people who haven't quite assimilated. But I definitely agree with you that, yeah, European countries bounce off of each other. 100%. And then sometimes Australia and America follow along. Because they have that influence. Mm. There's always agendas. There's always money involved. There's always economies involved. Yeah. And things that the average Joe, like me and you, don't know about. And that's why these things eventually will affect us. And that's why I wanted to talk about the fact that this is an issue that affects everyone. And it will affect everyone eventually. Because Mm. if it doesn't stop here, where's the line? Yeah. And that's what I worry with Australia. Like, you know... As you've spoken about in previous episodes, Scott Morrison said some really, you know, uh, shitty things in the past, we'll say. Whether it's Scott Morrison or another prime minister of, you know, similar to him in the future. Mm. What if they end up taking up an idea like this? Exactly. Then what happens? Mm. And even if it's not necessarily my religion, I'd still be concerned about it because I go, why is this necessary? And that's and I, I know I've mentioned this a few times already, but that's ultimately my point is, what is this doing? Why do we need this? Was France really struggling up until this point with the idea of Muslim women who are, you know, would make up a not very large percentage of the population in France? Was it really screwing up society that badly that someone in Parliament, yeah, we better fix this problem? 
I think France has got other problems at the moment. Oh, they, 100%. They haven't been amazing with COVID. They've got... I mean, the French riot every second day, it seems, <laughs> on the news. Like, I feel like there's other social issues to fix first before we then pick on Muslim women for wearing the, a hijab. To literally divert the attention to something else. Yeah. I wanted to bring us back to the topic of feminism. And just... Ooh, yes. Um, see, I've learned about feminism, but not to the extent where... Like, I didn't study at uni, so most of my readings have been outside right. of uni. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I learned a lot about it. And sometimes it clashes with my own religious beliefs because a lot of it doesn't support Muslim women because the idea is that Muslim women are oppressed and that feminism is there to, air quote, <laughs> free us. Yeah. The whole idea of feminism was to get men and women to be equal. And mm. equality... In this day and age, we can't achieve equality if everyone came together, including news outlets. Mm. If you have support from the media, from people in your community, the society, the government in general, you can make change. You Change yeah. can happen. But feminism in this extent has been silent about this recently. Because I think in the back of extreme feminists, this is a way to free women. Because, okay, like I'm talking in like technical sense. Taking off clothes, making your body free is their idea of being free. But for Muslim women, putting something on because that's your idea of modesty, that's your idea of yeah. religion, that's your submission to God and devotion to God, that is a, a form of freedom. That is your own personal freedom. And this is where, and I said we're going to talk about this in a separate episode, but I, I, we, we, I guess it's going to have to come up now. This is where I, why I really struggle to say I'm a feminist is why I don't. Because... Because of the different groups of feminism, there's so much disagreement between different sections of feminism. You yep. would have modern feminists who would say, no, women should be allowed to wear the hijab. You know, I, I remember seeing around the time of Donald Trump's election, there was a some form of protest going on in America. Mm. And the woman, there was a woman on some stage, you know, uh, doing some sort of Muslim prayer. Yep. So obviously very, you know, had obviously huge solidarity with Muslims. Mm. Then, and I, I could get the wrong group, I don't know, I think it's the radical feminist, slightly, you know, the, yep. from, from an uh, sort of a, an older t- time of, uh, period of history, yep. who disagree with the idea of the hijab because it's, you know, they see it, whether it's compulsion, it's forcing women to cover up, they disagree with it. The problem is there's so much disagreement that feminism as a whole, and I know it's probably not right to view femini- feminism as a whole, but feminism as a whole can't agree on this topic. Yep. And so you have perhaps women like yourself, correct me if I'm wrong, that struggle with when it comes to, and you even you said yourself, feminism has been silent on this, or at least what you've seen has been silent on this, because yep. no one knows what the hell to do. Yep. Feminists anyway know what the hell to do with this topic. And I think it's really hypocritical to be to say that I'm a feminist, I'm all for women's rights, but you're silent when it comes to Muslim women that need, mm. need your support. And they want this to be their right. They want it put this on or take it off for that matter yeah. and you're not doing anything about it because you think it's going against your own beliefs yeah but you can't pick and choose if you want to support women you support women to no extent and that's why i, I that's why i disagree with part most parts of feminism because it's very picky and choosy and i'm 100 with you whether it be with women's own issues between women and men um, and I'm trying to stick on... I don't want to go on to other feminist topics. I want to try and stick to this one. I, that's why in this particular case, I'm really against 
you know, almost feminism silence because no feminists are going, right, which side do we take? Like, who are we going to offend? Are we going to, you know, what what are we going to do? And that's also why I struggle with calling myself a feminist. Because from a social perspective... Do you, it's that, just to confirm, because I've I've never been 100% sure of that. So you're not quite sure if you could call yourself a feminist? I don't think so. No? Because if, it's, if this movement that I wholeheartedly want to support doesn't support me, what's the point? Yeah, no, okay. That's, it, that, that's a revelation for me, but fair enough. If it doesn't support my choice to yeah. take off my scarf or keep it on, what's the point? Why would yeah. I support something that's not supporting me back? It's like how there's almost two branches of, you know, conservatism. One that's been like, no, we, you know, religion, you know, if you're conservative, you, you know, generally conservatives are seen as pretty religious. But there also is the non-religious right, essentially, that yep. goes, no, to get rid of religion, it's, it's dangerous, it's this, it's that. Yeah. It's the same thing with feminism. Yeah. You have two groups of femi- feminists, one who really like, no, religious freedoms, let people wear it if they want to, it's yep. modesty, whatever. Then you have the other side, the really non-religious, you know, left feminists will say we'll stick to feminism don't, don't get left into if I get into left and right it gets even more complicated <laughs> but if you know the non-religious feminists you go no free the nipple take it all off it's oppressive it's this mm-hmm. it's that and I go and this is where this libertarian in me goes just let people do what the fuck they want like and rightfully so yeah. and rightfully so like as you said we have so many bigger things to worry about than just uh, discussing a topic of headscarves yeah. We have homelessness and racial issues and police brutality and so many bigger yeah. things. Freaking COVID. Go yeah. vaccinate your fucking people. <laughs> exactly. Like, fix that. Fix your economy. Fix oh, so many, so many things. And they're literally wasting time, money, resources, so many things. Focus on this little thing that, as you said, who the heck is that harming? Yeah. Like, who is it affecting? Who's sitting there saying, fix this right now urgently? Like, Fuck COVID. Focus on this. Yeah. I mean, co- and you look at COVID. I mean, we've got vaccines, which, you know, some seem to be doing well. Clearly, AstraZeneca, as we learned, has, you know, sort of botched it with people under 50. It's what mm. we keep hearing, you know, at least in Australia. Apparently in Perth, it was the second person who got a blood clot recently. Yeah. And again, that's an Australian thing. But that's what France should be focusing on. They're in Europe. Europe's a lot more screwed up than Australia it- is that's their bigger issue yeah again i don't know exactly how france is going if they're if they're even slightly similar to italy they're fucked yeah because <laughs> italy's yeah. <laughs> uh, again even italy i think is better but they're far from doing fine like yeah. i don't know if i said this in the last podcast i don't think i did two of my uh two members of my family in the north of italy got covid one was on a ventilator for a while. Fine. They both made it thankfully but then um i found out today one of my friends um one of their relatives died of COVID oh, in Italy. Yeah. So Europe, and I would argue France in particular, has much bigger things to be worrying about. Um, but again, I would now... I don't know. Where, I, it's hard to say where I would say France stands politically, whether they're very left or very right. Honestly, I, I, I genuinely don't know. I don't, so I don't, I'm not going to make a, 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 you know, a, an assumption here. But it seems like their secularism... Or whether they're left or right, they're certainly very non-religious. So whether they're part of the non-religious left or the non-religious right. But it's again to a point. It's that's it's again that's an extreme in and of itself. Being that secular, exactly. Not an atheist probably isn't the right word, but being that secular that you're making this such a a, an issue. 
I have in my notes here that there are 5.4 million Muslims in France. And what's the what is the population of France? Quick, so I'm going to look this up. <laughs> That's not right. a small percentage of people, and we're going to assume half of that is women. True. That's more than two and a half million Muslim women being affected by these. Right. So the laws. French population is 67 million. And so around th- give or take around three times that of Australia. Exactly. We're gonna take up government time, money, funds, all that kind of shit for something that shouldn't affect about two and a half odd million people. Yep. <sighs> I, 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 that, how is it that two, let's be honest, like two nobodies from Adelaide are talking about a topic that the French government of all people can't work out? Like, exactly. what the fuck? Exactly. I don't know. If, if I, if, God, if I run a country... <laughs> I don't know, as dangerous as that sounds, if I were in a country, there'd be bigger things I'd worry about. Rightfully so. Like, rightfully so. So, also in my notes here, um, I looked up this um, complex. It's called the White Saviour Complex. Have you heard of it? I did see you write that down. Mm -hmm. Now, I feel like I've heard of this topic before, but enlighten me. You've obviously got the... You know the definition. Tell me what it means. So, it's the idea that... Have you seen the movie... With Sandra Bullock, I forgot the title. It was on the tip of my tongue. With the basket, uh, the basketball player. Oh, I think I know that, the one. You know what I'm talking about. Why am I? Oh, well, yeah. What, so the, the that film. Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah, I, I think it got her an Oscar or something. Okay. Like, it, it was a really good movie. It was a good movie. Not the one we watched in high. Was it Crash? No, no, no. Even that actually. Shit, do you remember that movie? I remember that movie for so. That actually had enough discussions about I think you know, I need to mi- watch that now as well to see what I've learned since high school and how I would see yeah. that movie differently okay so just quickly if anyone hasn't watched the film and it, it didn't even have like a very clear plot it was essentially it was almost a bit Quentin Tarantino like and that it was lots yeah. of plot lines in one yeah Crash was essentially you had you had I think like a, a, a congressman who was trying to chase black votes but his wife was a massive racist you had um, a, a cop whose dad was dying, but because he was mean to a black woman in a medical clinic, she denied his dad care. Then you had... No, I was pretty sure that same cop then targeted also some black people. He pulled mm. them over and, you know, racially profiled them. Yeah. Then you had... So this race... So the congressman's racist wife... Was it targeting the, his, the Hispanic guy who changed the locks... It was a lot. It, oh, it was it, it, like it was actually. I like the film. I've rewatched yeah. it a few times, but it was very deep and went into lots of racial issues. And I'm pretty sure there was the 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 Middle Eastern gun store owner. Yes. Yeah, and that in itself was a was a big racial topic. Yeah. Um. Where you got? I was going somewhere with that. I think it was yeah. You were talk, so okay. No, because you, you were talking about that Sandra Bullock film. Then I went off on a tangent. That's it. What was that Sandra Bullock film about? I looked up the name. It's called The Blind Side. Okay, it was I haven't actually, heard of it then. Yeah. It was a good movie, as I said, from when I watched it the first time. And then the more I looked into the white saviour complex, it's when a white person, men or women, they they think they're coming into a person's life or a society like missions in Africa, let's say. And they think they're there to save the yeah. society because they think their way or what they're bringing will change that person's life. Yeah. So in the blind side, it was this white family adopting this black kid. They got him through his high school. They got him into uni. And the whole movie was set around how 
this white family saved a black kid. And it yeah. was praise all to them. It was all like Sandra yeah. Bullock. It was all focused on her. And the idea was that it's white people thinking they're coming in to save people's lives when it's not your place. It's not your mm. time. It's not your life. Stay out of it. Mm. And I think what, honestly, I think this applies to the French government because when I was watching the, their debates and stuff. I know where you're going with this and I agree with it. I th- I'm going to say, I think I agree with it already. Keep it's going. a bunch of white men thinking they're there to save Muslim women from their religion. Yeah. When it's these same Muslim women in their country, their country being France. A lot of these people have lived there for generations. They can't call France somewhere they live and it's not their mm. home. And so I think the white savior complex, you can read more about it or have whoever's listening. It's a really interesting way to see how the man, the white man thinks they're saving people when it's not their place and it shouldn't mm. be their place. And especially on this big stage of people dictating women's life on like a governmental aspect. It's a law. It's no longer just a social word of mouth. It's literally... If it gets passed, it's a law. Yeah. Laws get broken, you get arrested, you get fined for it. That's not something small. And see, that's where it's... it's And that's what I was saying before. It's that sort of opposite of what's going on in Saudi Arabia or whatever, where it's it's that sort of reverse compulsion of now you're being forced not to wear it. Yeah. And I just... But I also do agree with the white saviour complex in that why is it that, again... Something that two and a half million Muslim women in France are choosing to do. Why is it that these pe- the, you know, these, these white people in government are going, no, 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 they're struggling with this. Uh, but they're not. If there was an uproar from, let me play the devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. If there was an uproar from Muslim women saying, I am being forced to wear this, I will wholeheartedly be on their side. Because as I've said, you cannot or should not be forced to do what you don't want to. So, in connection with that, because I remember it was a couple of years ago, there was, and again, might have been around the time of the um, of, of Donald Trump's election. I remember seeing a video on women in, like, Saudi Arabia and Iran who were taking off their hijabs and walking down the street, yeah. stuff like that, getting arrested. Yeah. And a lot of people say that, and this is where I do agree with that, that's true feminism, is women actually fighting for, you know, their own rights and liberties. To not to wear the hijab if they don't want to. Yep. Where do you stand on that? 100% with them. Yeah. Like, use your voice to make change. Obviously, I wouldn't want someone to get arrested or shot or killed yeah. because of these things. God forbid. But as you said, that is true feminism. That is you standing up for what you think is right. Yeah. And it's protecting other women. It's bringing the attention from media. But, okay, while we're on the topic... Media spoke about this because it's Muslim women going against the grid and they're saying, fuck the men. Yeah. But why aren't they on their side when they're saying, fuck the men, we need your help? Yeah. We want to keep it on. Why are they advocating the idea that we want to free women from the hijab, but they're not with them when it comes to the idea they want to keep it on? So in the, in the government almost trying to be feminist, they're pretty much doing the opposite. Exactly. How, how, honestly, why do we not run a country at this point? Like, <laughs> fucking hell. Exactly. You, but you get my No, 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 I get that. So it's not only is it this whole white saviour complex, which is just stupid to begin with, but it's a, a government trying to be feminist, but actually just falling flat on its face. How is France better than Iran at this point? 
or better than, yeah. than Saudi. They're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. See, on with the women marching in uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran, on that topic, yeah, I'll I'll say it. I'm a feminist on that topic, on that particular issue. Yep. And dare I say it, I would I would consider myself a feminist on this particular issue in that the government doesn't need to go down this road. You're now forcing women to do something that they they shouldn't need to do. Like it, it's it, yep. the whole thing is nonsensical. Exactly. So. Moral of the story, I would say, is French government, just fucking stop. Just take a break. <laughs> Fuck go go the fix important every things. single other problem your country has. Yep. So I have in my notes here, again, why I thought it was important for you or for Angus, another white man, to be mm. here. It's because you don't see things from my perspective. Like, I know you can understand and empathise. I don't have the lived experience. Exactly. Neither would Angus, I guess. And to for me to try and sit here and just tell you that why this affects me, even though it's happening in France, mm. it's because my fear is that it would just find its way through Europe, through yeah. America, and eventually to us. Because these things echo, these things do happen. They eventually will break out. And then, you know, if you ever have the day where you decide to put it back on, again, off your own free will. Exactly. What then happens when you go to work? Or when you go shopping. Yeah. And then, you know, much like, we, you know, once once upon a time in Victoria, there were dozens of stories of people being rightly or wrongly punished for not wearing masks and stuff like that. Mm. It's the same thing. Mm. If you, if you, Unless you take your hijab off right on the spot, then what, you slap with a fine, you get put in the back of a paddy wagon. Like, you know, when you think about it from a more local point of view, you're walking down Rundamore, you've got your hijab on because you choose to. Cop pulls you up and is, you know, is trying to say, take it off now. And you're like, no, you know, I, I have a right to do this. You know, do you have, to, what, do you need to go and get, like, like with medical exemptions, do you need to go and get a permit to wear one? Mm. Or, you know, show me your ID. I don't know if you're old enough. And then if you don't want to, because you shouldn't have to, because just because the law dictates what? Again, are you then fined? Do you then have to go and represent yourself in court? Like Because you chose to put a, yeah. a headscarf on your head. And again, for any if you got if you look at Adelaide, uh, uh, the population of Adelaide is tiny already. I imagine that the population of female Muslims in Adelaide is minuscule. Yep. Gee, do we really need to be pursuing that? As I said, there are bigger issues that we need to focus on, more urgent issues. I'm not saying this is something that we shouldn't talk about because it's obviously important, but there are so many more urgent issues we need to put our time, money, and energy yeah. into than this. If the French government came out and said we, you know, are concerned about the, the the you know the role of women uh, or the position of women in Saudi Arabia or Iran, having to wear it, done. I'm sold. Oh, well, wholeheartedly, I'll be on their side. Like, yes, hmm. use your money, your power, your influence, and convince these people that this isn't okay. Yeah. Like, we've come so far in time. I, honestly, I keep thinking this is not progression. It's the opposite of that. Yeah. To progress in society is to live in harmony and to see other people's perspective. When Saudi Arabian women was, ah, oh, what was the year? 2016, maybe 2017? I don't know. I have to look it up. When they finally got the right to drive. Again, that's feminism. That's putting women on the same grounds as men, which it should have been long ago, admittedly, but at least they got there. Took them long enough. Oh, do you know what that? what's wrong with that as well? Oh, God, no. Don't tell me. A oh. man has to sign for you to get your license. Oh, okay. Your father, your brother, your husband. Yep. <laughs> so even then, it's not. All right, full and freedom. again, 
no, it's not full freedom at all. But again, that's something worth fighting for. It's, Why don't people actually feminists as well, but also just governments? If, if the French really care that much, go down that road, fight for that. Exactly. Oh god, that I actually didn't know that up until like right now. That annoys me. I hadn't even spoken about that like yeah. off air. That oh yeah, because <laughs> I, I remember watching. I think around the time it was about to be passed or it got passed, there were YouTube, Facebook videos of like yeah. what Saudi Arabian you know, people in the Saudi Arabian government were saying about women not being able to drive, and it was like, oh, their head, you know, their brains are too small to cover. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, but it was shit along those lines. Or so, and, uh, I don't know if it's worth. It. No, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, even though this is really strange. I swear I heard somewhere someone saying. The vibrations of the car. Is that okay? Is that true? Okay, I'm not. Ma- I'm, no, no, I'm glad one, I'm not inventing this. One guy literally said, if she puts her seatbelt on, it affects her uterus. Yeah, and she wouldn't be able to reproduce. Yes, and then I've heard, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. Was it something along the lines of the vibrations of the car can like, you know, sexually excite her in a way that's you know haram or whatever? Like yeah. because you only get these vibrations if you're in the driver's seat, not in the rest of the car. Yeah, if you're in the passenger seat, oh, all of a sudden you're completely fine. Yeah, the vibrations. Not no good. sexual excitement no, from driving. No, 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 just just when you're driving, you get that fucking turned on from driving <laughs> that you just come on your but- seat. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. I was. I was in my mind, I'm going, don't go there, don't go there. But you know, you went there. I Fuck went it. there, I had to go there. But, but that's like the ridiculous logic that they tried to go with. That, But that's the thing. The scary thing about this is, these old conservative men in Saudi Arabia genuinely, like, are convinced of, oh no, but if you sit in the driver's seat, it's, you know, it's too much sexual pleasure or whatever. That same backwards-ass mentality is what the French government are going through right now. Yep. Yep. It's them saying, no, but they can't possibly wear a hijab. It, it, it's it's wrong. It's despicable. That's And that's why, in my mind, there's no difference between France, Saudi, and Iran in this extent. Mm. You can try to say you're secular, religion doesn't matter, but this is a topic of religion in their parliament. Yeah. This is religion-focused. And you can't deny that. You can't say, I'm yeah. secular, I don't care about religion, when you're making this an, a topic of interest during these times. See, this is where, and like you look at what happened with Trump when he put in the, the you know, the, the Muslim ban years ago, which even then people said, oh, it's not, it's not actually a Muslim ban because, oh, what was it? Do you, you, have you heard of, you've heard of Bill Maher, oh, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Do you, did you ever see the clip when Jim Jeffries and Piers Morgan, this you have to watch. If, if anyone watching, Google like Bill Maher and Jim Jeffries, the, the peer, the, that'll be like the top clip. Jim Jeffrey, like basically, Jim Jeffries is going on about the Muslim. They're all talking about the Muslim ban. Then yeah. Piers Morgan pipes up, oh god, and goes, "There is no Muslim ban." And they're all telling him, like, P- uh, Jim Jeffries actually tells him to fuck off. <laughs> nice. And Piers Morgan goes, "Now I don't know." And again, statistic probably worth cross-checking, but he said that apparently at the time, eighty-five percent of the world's Muslims were still technically allowed into America. It's. <laughs> I, I, like, again, whether that's right or wrong, and I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. Fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I think you um, got that percentage from? Where? Indonesia is the biggest Muslim country. It's like with 200 million Muslims. Yeah, actually. So yeah, that's she... where the stats would get skewed. Um, yeah. Because the Middle East has large Jews of Christians, yeah. of whatever. No, okay, no, is. that's true, that's true. So his stats are not yeah. from a right place. Because the list mm. of countries that were banned 
were Muslim majority countries. Like Middle East. From the Middle East, exactly. So you can't sit there. That was him sugarcoating and getting that stat from his ass. Yeah. Because that stat literally (laughs) is Indonesia and Malaysia because they're the largest Muslim countries. But like, ultimately my point is, it's interesting that that was, even back then that was such an issue. You know, like it's. I almost would equate what France is doing now. It's in a really roundabout way to what Trump arguably did, according to Piers Morgan, back then. Mm. In that, and then again, there'll be even people who now, and again, France is even now saying, "Oh, but it only affects a small amount of people. Most of the people are fine." But it's like they're not, though. Like, since when is it okay yeah. to target minorities? Like, yeah. why is this becoming okay? Like, you know, back then, if Trump wanted better scream, screaming, uh, screaming, <laughs> screening of potential terrorists, not mm. Muslims, but potential terrorists, have better screening. Potential Do- terrorists, smart ass. I used to always get fucking stuck. I know, and even, even that is contentious in and of itself, because again, who are you going to be adding that extra screening for? Muslims from Middle Eastern countries. Exactly. But in general, there should be better screening of anyone coming into the country, because there are extremists all over. This is almost that mentality of, oh, but most people are fine. It only affects a small amount of people. But it affects a small amount of people. And in this case, for a really fucking stupid reason. I don't... Yeah. I've got got no else to go on this topic. It's it's just so not needed. Like, I was going to say I'm speechless after I said (laughs) all these things. But honestly, I'm speechless because why? Yeah. Like, it's just, why? I mean, what's the latest with it? I guess, where where has it ended up now? Is it still an ongoing thing? It's still an ongoing thing because the bill was passed by their parliament, not their senate. I don't know actually how it was. God, it got that far. Yeah, yeah it got passed by one, yeah, one oh, of the houses. Oh, God's sake. Yeah. So, if it gets passed by their second, I don't know how actually their system of government works. But if it gets passed from the second stage, it doesn't. If it's anything off. like ours, yeah, like it's if it's come that far, that's yeah. concerning. You would hope in the Senate someone goes, no, nah, this is someone beyond a joke. logical. Yes, yeah. you'd hope so. But um, there's a movement that started on Instagram where Muslim women have been writing on their hand, "Take off your hand, off my hijab," like something mm. along these lines. Hands off my hijab, I'm pretty sure. And it's just a movement to say, like, no. Yeah, and it's not just women in France; it's women everywhere. And I saw this TikTok of this girl. It was published on this page, and she literally put like POV me in France if this bill gets passed. And she's taking off her scarf and putting like a hoodie on, just to oh, say like damn. I'll still find a way to cover my head. Yeah, like there will be ways. But yeah, then like if if is that the sad improvisation we have to get to where like you'll just see a lot of women in like really you know, tightly, like, they're going to look like, you know, they're going to have to pull the strings and look like penguins, <laughs> just to, and I, I, I know it's not like I'm being insensitive, but they, they're going to have to get to that level of improvisation yeah. just to cover themselves in yeah. a way that's legally deemed what, a, a good enough. And what if a woman just had a bad hair day and she decided to cover her head with a hoodie and she gets pulled over and fined because they think she's you're, you're trying to, you know, you're, you're, oh, you're just using the hoodie as like a head... There's so much logistically wrong with this that no one has actually thought of. And I forgot to mention this before, but this is not France's first time targeting Muslim women. I, I can't remember if we've talked about this before, but a few years ago, they banned 
the burkini from beaches in France. And it was that the incident. Rings a bell. So there was photos of this Muslim woman. So a burkini is like um, a wetsuit material. Yeah. And it covers you from like your neck all the way down to your legs. Like a two-piece. Isn't it almost like what, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it like what surfers wear when they go, like that, that, like what surfers wear when they go out to surf? Something like that, but, but it's like a shirt yeah. and like leggings. Okay. So it's the same material. Like okay. it's water resistant, whatever yeah. it was. And the photo was this woman lying on the beach with that on and the police rocked up to her and they forced her to take it off. Far out. Like, think no, of wait, it, not to the point where she was naked. She was in her undies. Oh, shit. But like, okay, think of it from your perspective now. You're on your shorts on the beach and shorts are not allowed on the beach. So they forced you to take it off. And that's... God, I'm hoping wearing Speedos underneath or I'm <laughs> fucked. But like, imagine... But yeah, no, it's that like degrading where it, you go... I'm wearing a piece of clothing that I, you know, that by 99% of people's standards is fine, but the law dictates that, you know, and I, I, you know, I'm not certainly like an anarchist by any means. I'm a big believer in law, but the right law. Exactly. This is not the the right law. And I can't imagine what that woman went through when her photos were everywhere on the internet. Yeah, she got made an example out of and and essentially, you know, blasted on the internet. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you would have had people agreeing with her stance and that she should have had the right to keep it on. But then you would have had a, a, a huge amount of people who were going, nah, the police were right and she should have it off. And it got banned since. So that got So has that, not been, has that law not been changed? They, they have absolutely I still I think been. that started and then the law came after. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. It wasn't the mm. other way around. Yeah. So the police were enforcing something that wasn't even a law. Um, I could be wrong, but I swear I think that's how it went. Yeah. I think that happened, so it protected the police in that sense. Gee, imagine inventing a law as, like, full-on as that to protect, you know, a handful of police who, I think, clearly made a stupid decision. Yeah. A whole whole ass law to to protect them. That's that's insanity. So, yeah, that's uh, France's stance on Muslim women. Yeah, I like Australia a... a lot more. Now. Oh, 100%. Oh, thank God. We may not be a perfect here. country, but my God, we do a lot of things right. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, I'm very grateful that my parents chose to come here. Well, yeah, I mean, were the other options for you, like, America? America, Canada, and Sweden. Oh, my God. A couple, like, last year, I think I had three or four dreams about me moving to Sweden. And in every single dream, it was me arguing in my dream and crying about, I don't want to learn a new language. Like, I'm sick of learning your language every time we move. Like, I don't want to be in Sweden. Mom, I don't want to learn Swedish. <laughs> like, please, no. <laughs> please, no. I don't want... That was literally like... I woke up from one gym crying because I was like, I don't want to learn Swedish. <laughs> you would be the type to actually wake up and like, Mom, I don't want to learn Swedish. <laughs> because it sounds hard. <laughs> no, wasn't... It's a, it's a very Germanic-based language. It'd be yeah. really hard to learn. Yeah. Um, or you could go to Canada, who, even though you have a really woke Prime Minister, who's been caught in wearing, like, blackface and <laughs> dressing up in, was it Indian clothes? Was it, like, Indian or yeah, yeah, I think something it was like Indian, clothes, Indian yeah. clothing? I'm like, Look, he looks like a fucking Disney prince, so I think everyone just gave him a pass. Even though he's a complete muppet. But he's so cute. Yeah, but he's an idiot, though. <laughs> he's like... The- Oh, he's such like a like twenty year old like woke uni student. It's really cringe, and a, a hypocrite considering he's all about like you know anti racism and everything. You know, yes, it's a good concept, but doesn't 
quite work out when then you go and dress in blackface. I, that's exactly how it works. Honestly, when when celebrities or whatever get caught in blackface, I, the only re- I'll to give context. I laugh. The only reason I laugh is because usually it's the people who are so vocal about whether it's Trump's a racist or this is racist or that's racist or that's cultural appropriation, yeah. and then they get go and get caught in blackface. Yeah. Not because that in itself, the, them wearing blackface is wrong. The really funny irony and them being shat on online, that's hilarious to me. They, they deserve a nice steaming shit all over them for being hypocrites like that. When Justin Trudeau got caught out, I cackled. Oh, it was brilliant. I hate you. I'm, I'm, I'm going straight to hell. I like his videos. He posts like Happy Ramadan every year and Happy Eid. It's really cute. Yeah, but doesn't it just... Okay, this is where we might disagree. <laughs> Massively off topic. Doesn't it almost seem a little bit like... just I don't know, like virtue signaling a little bit? Because he does it with everything. Did yeah. you see years ago... I remember this got memed hard when he went to India. And he, <gasps> yes! Okay, this is why... Like, if when if I saw like a... a like, was it... Someone, I don't know if it was a politician or something, put on Facebook, like, you know, you know, Ramadan cream to all Muslims celebrating at the moment. I'm like, okay, fine. But then when you're Justin Trudeau and you go to India and you dress so stereotypically Indian and you really try hard to fit in with the culture, but you just look like a dick. <laughs> like... At least he's trying. I think he's cute. Yeah, but... But then, see, okay... I laugh at it because I think just think he's being a tryhard. I yeah. don't see it as him being racist or whatever. But then you had people who went, yeah. not nah, cultural appropriation, he's being offensive. And I'm like... But you know who's saying these things? It's not the Indians. It's the white people from their secondhand... That we do agree offense. on. Yes. yes. Because if there's one thing white people love doing, certain white people, it's getting offended on behalf of people that they just should shut up about. Yep, 100%. Because, oh... um. No, actually, it was that I remember it was it was a Bill Maher clip, and again, controversial because the name has been changed now. But I remember him talking about he he saying, "Oh, a survey was done recently with uh, Native American Indians. Mm. Nine out of ten Native American Indians don't give a shit about the red name Redskins." Uh, no, he wasn't talking about the lolly. He was talking about I think it was it a baseball team or something. Okay. The 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 the, oh. the, the Washington Redskins. I think so. Yeah. 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 And apparently, at the time, I'd have, to, I'd have to go and find the clip. He says something along the lines of, they actually surveyed uh, American Indians. Nine out of ten don't give a shit. Because as normal people as they are, there are bigger things to worry about. And they focus yeah. on that. I mean, we could have a whole separate episode on, you know, the names of certain cheeses and the names of certain lollies. <gasps> oh, God. We'll save that for another time. Because heard- otherwise, this episode's going to go for like three and a half hours. <laughs> Just one thing. I was at work the other day and one of the ladies was saying she saw something online about they wanting to change the term amen because it has men. Nah, get out. <laughs> I swear get to God, out. Anthony. This, this, that is the, that is the, it is the same stupidity as when people claim we have to stop saying mankind. Oh my God. If you're too thick like, to know that mankind isn't just a shorter version of humankind, you, you need to check out of society. Like, seriously, go go crawl back under the rock you've clearly been living like, in for all this a time. a man in English has, alright, the, like, men in it. Yeah. In Arabic, it's Amin. Amin. And the term for men is Rijal. So, like, it's Where's not... the connection? It's not even in the... Yeah. Alright, change it in English. But what about the other cultures and languages that use the same term, but it doesn't yeah. correlate with men? The other thing <laughs> I don't understand, maybe, maybe you know more about this than I do. 
why is it that I see on and it's usually when I see like screenshots of really like left wing people on Twitter. Yeah. Like you're real like socialists or communists or whatever they might be. They'll like write men or women but replace the E with an X. Are we at the point now where even writing the word men or women with the word men in it is that offensive oh or my whatever? God. Yeah, I That's know it's painful. it's it's one of we those. We have ones. so many bigger things to worry about as socialists and feminists and communists and whatever you are. There's yeah. so many bigger things to worry about. Like I joke sometimes. I say I hate all men, but when it comes down to it, I don't hate men. Yeah. Like that's oh, because I know there are bigger things to worry about. And see again, that's where I'd that's where I'd say I'm really not a feminist because I would imagine that most of the people who write like that, again, probably a generalization, but I'd imagine a lot of them are feminists. Mm. That to me is just misandry. Yeah. And it's 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 not productive. It's not putting men and women on the same level as each other. It's not it's not even rising women up in any particular way. It's just fuck men. <laughs> like it, it sounds pretty crass, but that's about as simple as it honestly gets. Mm. You know, it's like, you know, I've seen, oh, as a photo, I saved the photo on Instagram. It was some woman in a museum exhibit in America, because of course it's in America, where she, it, it's some like old white woman wearing a wearing like a suit that just says, fuck white men. Oh my God. And like repeated letters in black and white. Where's it? How can you argue that's feminism or you're destroying racism? Like it's. I know that some people would say, oh, you can't be racist towards white people or whatever, but it's like, is it, okay, whether you can or can't be, is it but, productive? But I think when it comes to these things, if you're using feminism to focus on little dumb shit like this, yeah. when you bring up feminism in more serious instances like the hijab ban, no one will take you seriously. Mm. It's literally, what's that, the, the tale? The sheep cried wolf? Oh, the boy who cried wolf. That, yeah. It's literally that. Like, you bring up feminism in so many other ways. Then when an actual genuine... What France is doing, That's when they're going to do problem. something dumb like that... And you bring up feminism, no one's going to take you seriously. And that is the... Pro Again, I know... I say we're going to do a separate episode, but it's so worth talking about. This is why... I, I, I feel bad for, for, for feminism and feminists because when there is, when a genuine topic comes up, the problem is so many, and I'll say men, but even so, so a lot of women, I certainly know quite a few women who, who would definitely disagree with the label of feminism. Mm. The problem is people, in whether in their teens or their early 20s, they, because they're bombarded with, you know, nonsensical feminist issues... They write off feminism. Exactly. They don't care. That's I would say that I'm in that camp. Now, mm. I think I'm a bit more open-minded than if a genuine issue did come up, like what's happening in France. I do care. Yeah. But there are probably plenty of people out there, and they have every right, I guess, to do this, that don't would just still blind, not blindside themselves, but ignore this because they go, oh, it's just feminists being feminists again. They're complaining about nothing. Exactly. It is really sad. It's really sad. And that's why I wholeheartedly believe that we should focus on bigger things and use social issues and social constructs and whatever it is, like feminism, hmm. to go into these topics and say, all right, as feminists, this is why this is important. This is why it's a feminist issue. Yeah. And people will listen if we don't blatantly use these names and these social movements to, f to say fuck white men. Yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like, especially at universities, where let's be honest, most people start their political journey. Like now, I feel like people are really political even in schools. Yeah. I'm speaking from my experience where I was not a political person. I learned about it, really wasn't engaged with it. I learned it because that was what the teacher was telling me to learn about. Yeah. I would imagine that for a fair chunk of people, their political journey starts in university. Yeah. Or at least after high school. I'll say university because I know politics is bigger there. Yeah. If universities, at least, were certainly a lot more well-rounded and balanced when it came to feminist issues, Mm. even socialist issues to a lesser extent, but certainly feminist issues, you'd find a lot more men willing to, even if they didn't call themselves a feminist, be a lot more open-minded and listening uh, and listen to her. Yeah. But that's the sad reality is that that is not happening at the moment because early on men are told, did you hear what happened at that school in Melbourne? No. Where at an assembly, and I could not believe this, they made from this was like a whole school assembly, year seven to twelve. They made all of the men stand, all the boys stand up and apologize to women for rape and sexual assault. Oh my fucking! Can you now that oh. all of those men in that school, even if they might have been feminists or at least agreed with feminist ideals, now are going what the fuck? Oh my. God. There were mothers coming out saying, my 12-year-old son, who d- barely even knows the full extent of rape and sexual assault, was having to apologise to all the females in his school for something he hasn't done, probably won't ever do, because, you know, mums are saying, I haven't raised my son like that, I'd be disgusted if they ever did that. You've got parents being turned away from it, kids being turned away from it. Th- that's the type... Oh my God, yeah. man. Th- it, made, it made headlines. I'm sorry, I've touched. Holy shit. No, no, no. Have a look. So I figured that you, you, you'd want to know about that. Yeah. It... And then we wonder why we have a lot of people who just cannot bring themselves to call themselves a feminist, engage in, fe- in feminist ideas. Because why do you think I don't consider myself... That's the feminism I, I bitterly hate. I know it's a loaded word, but I bitterly hate that level of feminism where you get all it's men apologising to all women. Man, little yeah. boys, I I don't obviously condone or you know rape and sexual assault, but let's be honest, you should not be making all men apologise to all women for an issue that a tiny minority of idiots inflict on other people. I can't. Oh my god. Yeah. And it th- and then this is why. You don't have, unfortunately, I don't agree with this, but this is why you don't have a, too many people, at least non-Muslims here in Australia, let's say, yeah. talking about this France hijab ban, is because people are seeing this as a feminist issue and people have written it off. I'm speechless about the Melbourne thing. Holy yeah. shit. That's, that's just not right. That's... And I get that Melbourne is a progressive state, but I'm sorry. that, that No. That's no, no, no. Not right. Because I'm looking at it, it's... As if me and my sister and a couple other Muslim boys were made to stand up in front of our school and, and apologize apolog- for terrorism. Oh my God. Imagine being in a high school and be like, right, all the Muslims stand up, apologize for, I don't know, 9-11. You'd be like, oh what the fuck? Well, if you spoke about the last episode yeah. that I was on, you're like, I was five. Like- I barely knew how to write. <laughs> I couldn't read. <laughs> I couldn't read. How do I, how do I fly a plane? Oh my, yeah. that is... That's just not. Now, I'm 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 very certain that's the story. Please go and look it up. And if I'm if if I've gotten a deep part of that wrong, I'm uh, fair enough. But that, from what I understand, it was school assembly. All the boys were made to stand up and apologise to women for rape and sexual assault. 
Again, you now have a huge amount of boys in that school that will, at some point in the future, if they haven't already, write off feminism. Oh, I don't blame them. And probably not take rape and sexual assault cases seriously because they go, well, what the fuck? I apologize for one in the past when I was 12 years old. Oh my God. Like some of these kids wouldn't even know what that means. No, they wouldn't actually fully grasp the concept of rape and sexual assault. Yes, they probably, they need to learn that. But is that how they need to learn? Is that a, a teacher moment? I've, I'm, I, I, and I say this as a teacher. If I was at a school that made, with not, not even necessarily staff, God help me if they made staff do this, but if I was at a school that made students do that, 100% I'd kick up a fuss. Like, that is not okay. That is not, that's just not right. That because you're forcing right. people, and I'll bring it back to the whole frontage of thing, you're yep. forcing people to do something that they don't want to do. And apologise for something that, I don't know the numbers, and I don't know these kids, they probably, if not guaranteed, have not done. Is rape or sexually assault anyone? I would hope not. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly speechless about that. Holy now, shit. I unfortunately have to go, so I, but if you don't mind if we wrap it up. No, okay. no, I'm good. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm sort of glad we ended on that, because it, it's all sort of come full circle. Stop forcing people to do shit they don't want to do. <laughs> For God's sake. Please, yes, listen from the white man and the Muslim woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, and this, I'm also, to, to be fair, to, to help wrap this up, I, I'm glad that we agreed on this topic because there's probably other topics in the future, whether it be feminist ideals or left and right wing politics ideas that we may not agree on. Yeah. But this is something where, irrespective of my religious beliefs, my political beliefs, and irrespective of yours, it's... I'm glad we agreed on this. Oh, 100%. Because it, it's 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 hard to, to for it's hard for really a lot of people unless you're in the French government to justify this. Mm. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for your questions, your no, opinions. No, not a problem. Thank you for having I me on. Appreciate I appreciate it all. I wasn't sure that I would be able to contribute much to this topic, but I'm glad I had someone to at least ask about stuff. I, I knew you'd get my perspective and yeah. you have enough to say because as I've said I've known you for ages and I know yeah. what you think and I'd like to know like your beliefs and whatnot. but I'm glad we saw eye to eye and we see that this shit is important and we should yeah. talk about it and mainstream media should care as well because and this for affects the us people all. listening please I, we, we certainly Malak and I are curious to know your opinion right into the um, the uh, the Instagram page yeah and if you disagree with us let us know like I'm I'd be curious to see if anyone does have any differing opinion on the France hijab ban, maybe there's a perspective we haven't seen. Exactly. Maybe I'm not sure what personally, wrong. but I'm I'm open to ideas. And yeah, if we got something wrong, like let us know because yeah. we love talking. <laughs> and where possible, we'll try and link things that we've talked about. I'll try and remind me tomorrow. I'll try and find find some of these Bill Maher videos yeah. that relate to things that we've talked about. Yeah. Um, and if there's any other news articles, I'll try and send them yeah, to you and then we can chuck them on the Instagram page. Very nice. Well, thank you very much once again. No, thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Uh, we had barbecues and Calypso drinks tonight, along with the shisha that was in the background. What, uh, we, what flavor was it? I, 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 I swear to God. I grape it. mint. Grape mint. That's grape the Grape mint shisha. That was uh, the flavor for tonight. That was a good shisha as well. That was that really was fresh. Really not. Very fresh. Mm, I liked, <laughs> it was <I> good. <laughs> good stuff. So well, again, if you hear the bubbling in the background, you know what it is. <laughs> Thank you once again. Thank you for listening and speak soon. Catch you guys. Bye.